Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Red Men podcast on what is the hottest day of the year so far. I recorded the Summer Transfer Show with Chloe yesterday and with John Reed and we, we were hot. Okay. It's getting even hotter now. <laughs> um, you guys can't see this because of the the, the the hoarding, whatever you call it, boarding on the tables, but all you those listening can as well. But underneath that table, Chris Pajak is shoeless and he is currently playing footsie with Ross. <laughs> so, it's not footsie, footsie's two ways. Rubbing your sweaty feet <laughs> on someone's leg, it's not fucking footsie. Is it? It's, it's, it's inappropriate, you're just boss. Oh well. You, go, you can go to HR and complain. It's me though. No. What? It's me though. Yeah, yeah. Unlucky Ross. You're trapped. You yeah. are trapped. Right, right, for those of you watching us on Twitter, you want to I'll come just tell you to us? shave your legs so I get a better feel next time. I wouldn't mind it. It was so hot. <laughs> For those watching on Twitter, if you want to hear us talk about some footy, which we might oh, do, shit, we right. might do at some point. Do come over, click the link now, and come and join us on YouTube Live. Everyone who's watching us on YouTube, and of course our club legends as well, use the Discord chat or use the live chat to get in touch with the show throughout. Um, let us know your thoughts, comments, etc., etc. We'll get to the best of those later. Um, again, I promise we're going to talk about footy, but before we talk about footy, we've got a kickoff question, and my kickoff question is: What is life's best beer, Chris? And I'm not saying what is life's best beer in terms of branding and um, we had a this with this tweet went viral and this was from Liam our, uh, one of our lads that we work upstairs he sent me this and went this could be a good kickoff question so we're doing it uh, Joe Thackeray I think he's a Liverpool fan actually wrote the hotel balcony while your girlfriend gets ready beer is one of life's great beers so there he is sat on a little bottle of beer while his missus is getting ready to go out for a, a night out on holiday what are your favourite life beers probably my absolute favourite would be you know when you go somewhere and you get there like nine o'clock at night and you've been traveling all day and that first beer outside, like you, we, European Aways is a classic example of this. You fly into a city for a big Liverpool game that's not for another two days. You get there at nine o'clock, you've driven all night and, and all day to get there and then you sit outside and you basically get a, a Turkish kebab in wherever you are in, mm-hmm. in Europe and a beer with it and that beer lasts about three seconds, so I, I'm going to pair the beers because the first two beers are the absolute best beers. So end, end of travel, start of holiday beer. That's a that is a that's a solid beer. Yeah, I'd say the first one at the airport is is up there. Either that or when you know you go on holiday and you get home from work and you go, I'm off now, and then you have a beer. Then that that's a good one. But also I'd throw it back to an end of service beer. Oh and yes. And like a Saturday night, particularly when it's fucking weather's like this and it's been so hot all day. Think you think it's hot in here, like. 
what was a kitchen, 60, 70 degrees, probably right now, fucking we're working all day, sweating, ice cold beer. Last about three seconds. Yeah, it's a good one. I used to like, uh, I, obviously, I'm a cricket fan. First beer at the cricket nice. in the hot day was a, is a good beer. Train beers are good beers when train you beers like, train beers. beers are good when you, you know a little little away day or something. Me and you going to the NFL and we had plenty of train beers because our train was stopped on the tracks. <laughs> I think we were drunk before we got to like man, like I don't know my house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we, we were literally drunk before we got back to my house. <laughs> yeah, it was that sweet hard to beat though, isn't it? Because it's like but hotel Barclay yeah. beer is good. My issue with that is sometimes that that is a, a trap because you get so sweaty because you don't think out. It's still like thirty degrees, and before you've even eaten, if you sit out there too long, you can you can be you be a sweaty mess before you go for dinner. So you've got to be careful with the the hotel balcony beer. I think I also and and is first beer like you've been to like a kids party or something, and the kids have gone to bed, and it, the stress of it was mad. And then you can sit down and have that beer where you can enjoy yourself. I think that's a good beer as well. But the beer at the barbecue. As well, when you're barbecuing, when, drinking while you eat, while you're cooking, yeah, it's fa- it's a fantastic beer that. It really is it's a shop. Yeah, there's no there's no if you and or if you, if you don't drink, there's no when, when your time to have your favourite type of drink is as well. It doesn't have to be a beer. It could be when you get your first glass of wine or you're non-alcoholic, whatever you're into. Do let us know in the comment section below. Right then, let's crack on with the show. I want to talk about Darwin Nunes and. and Listen, criticism from... I'm not going to speak about, like, criticism from friendlies and all that, because it's boring. It makes no sense. People are slagging him off from his performances in two half-an-hour friendlies. They, honestly, it's boring. There's no point. My interest, Chris, is it, it was his reaction to the criticism. So he tweets out, Resilientia, which I guess means resilience. Resilience. And a hush emoji as well. He's got pictures of himself in the, in the, in the kit there. Basically saying, like, I'm not listening to the noise. But by responding to the noise, Darwin Nunes is listening to the noise because he, he obviously is. What what have you made of it in terms of the fact that it's, it is, it's obviously got to him a little bit, he's hearing about it. Should he just be ignoring it? It's two 30-minute friendlies. I think a lot of it's opposition fans as well who are making compilation videos of him, calling them all With kinds millions of, of views. Yeah, it's yeah. It's madness, isn't it? Like, it? It just, it feels like it's already, on, it's already weighing on him a little bit, if it's fair to say. Um... I don't know whether I agree with that. You can respond okay. to things on Twitter and, and it not be bothering you. You can just be telling them to shut up, wait for it, like, you know what I mean? And and you can, I can see it both ways, don't get me wrong. I don't think there's anything to worry about there, to be honest with you. I think, you know, having been with the squad for a week and whatnot, it's just, it's just going to take time. You know, we don't even know whether he's the day one starter yet. You know, we've seen players come in like Virgil van Dijk in January and Louis Diaz hit the ground running and we've seen flip side of that where Robbo and Fabinho took a little bit of time to get used to it. This, for me, isn't somebody who's coming in and playing a role that the team already has. Now, that automatically, to me, says it's going to take a little bit longer before you see the best of him. Because if it was someone like a Louis Diaz who, who wants to play on that left-hand side and just go just go and be you, you're used there in space, you're one-on-one with players, it's something that you've come up against week in, week out through your career thus far, go and be you, that's fine. It's all right saying go and be you, but if the team, to Darwin Nunes, but if the team doesn't play to Nunes' strength, there is going to be a period of acclimatisation. So for me, it's just about that, isn't it? You know, it, it, it's just, I think there's a probably... Him going, you know what? I believe in myself and I'm resilient and this doesn't matter to me. Shush. Yeah, absolutely. Who's going to pack more? Like, <clears throat> the club has just spent 
60 million pounds I mean Jürgen Klopp he said I want you to play for me or some gimp from Twitter who's fucking complained about him I'm like you know he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna go with Jürgen Klopp there isn't he and, and, and the club that I just bought him so to Chris's point he's like maybe you know you can say what you want but he, but he, but he won't get to me and ultimately pre-season friendly he's been fuck all I spent four seasons thinking Marco Groot was gonna be the dog's bollocks scoring dive headers against Barcelona I'm still waiting for it never happened so you know what did he play half an hour in, in one of the games maybe I remember Fernando Torres his pre-season wasn't great when we signed it. who cares that's what I'm saying I don't yeah. care I don't care about how he's performing in pre-season it means nothing my my my, my question and Gareth in the super chat here Gareth Bear with two pounds says you know just give him a chance you'll never walk alone and that's kind of it Chris there's all and, and I mean I'm not reading now because it's idiots where there's people in the comments now already having a go at the lad and he's he's, he's going to be rubbish he's going to be crap and stuff it, it, it's it's not. It baffles me. It, it really does. He might be rubbish. He he might be absolute crap, and he might be because there's a chance. But going off everything we know, but Liverpool on their track record of signing footballers recently, there's a very good chance he's going to be pretty good. It just feels like we're in a world now where everyone wants everything right now. And you t- you write a reference your for being the old and your Robertson's taking time, but then the flip side is, have we got that time? And I, I think that's. I think people are very impatient. And if you don't like, because. If you don't hit the ground running straight away, it's almost like, well, you, you can write him off. And I, I, that, that isn't just a footy thing, it's kind of a societal thing as well. It's like everyone wants everything right now. It might just We might just need some patience here. We might do. And that's something that we don't have at the moment, isn't it? You, you're quite right to point out there. I think, you know, for me, I'm looking at him going, well, it's going to, it's, if you start off with he needs to hit the ground running, why? Does he need to hit the ground running? Did Fabinho need to hit the ground running? Did Fabinho hit the ground running? Is he one of the best sixes in the world? Yes. Did he hit the ground running? No. You know, with the games that we were mentioning, that Arsenal game when he was really, really poor and then we didn't see him for a little while afterwards, they make you who you are and give you an understanding of what type of player he's going to be and stuff. So I want Darwin Nunes to hit the ground running. I want him to bang a, bang a goal early, but that does not necessarily that doesn't necessarily mean that he needs to. No, you're right. Do you think, Ross, and, and there's a few factors in play here as well, because we're talking about the, a few weeks ago, you had time because you might not have even started, but, but Jota's got this hamstring injury now, which who knows, like, he's a doubt for the start of the season by all accounts. I think Jürgen said, Alisson will, should play in the charity, the Community Shield, Jota probably won't, which means, you know, he's a week away from the season and he's not going to be fit. Sadio's left, but, you know, you're filling up the, essentially, you're not the replacement for a legend, but you kind of are as well, in a way. Man City have just signed Erlen Haaland, who, by all accounts, he might take time, but he's more... I know he's a, of a similar age, but he's already proven a bit more. I think people are more more happy that the fact that Haaland will just come and score. But he's already moved a couple of times and done well when he's moved. It feels like there's a lot of pressure here on Darwin Nunes because, like I say, Jota's injured, Manny's gone. Our rivals have just signed one of the hottest strikers in, in world football. There's a Premier League 3-1, there's a Champions League 3-1. You can't afford to drop points. Isn't this what we had last season? Just replaced Man City with Chelsea and Lukaku? Yeah, like Harlem, you know like, what I mean? Yeah, no, Le- like, was one of the hottest properties in world football. Going back to a club yeah, that a he's played for before, just won the league <coughs> with uh, with Milan in Italy. They sign him. They do well in the first couple of months of the season. Everyone thinks Chelsea are going to walk the league, and they don't. And Timo Werner, and Ronaldo, and Jadon Sancho. It all comes. Everything that you just said there, plus the price tag, puts puts pressure on him. But I don't understand how you can write someone off for. What was it? Half an hour that did he did he play? Yeah, right, that, that's, that's nonsense. But no, but he can't. He doesn't can't criticize. So he can't be excited about signing someone and then then play, you know, a preseason friendly and then start criticizing him, whether it's our fans or rival fans. And again, it's the approach of the conversation. I don't think he had a very good game. Fair enough. Or he's done his crap. Like 
it's it's fucking pointless. And I'd advise people to stay off Twitter and social media after after games of football because it, it like you I think you, you told me this. It changes your your own opinion of what's going on around you. So you think he's had an all right game and you just leave it and you walk away. You stay with that opinion, but then you go on social media, you check everyone else kicking off the comments you just said there. People complaining about a striker who we should all have faith in. Great, we'll assess him in a year's time. Yeah. If he's had a crap season, fine, fair enough. It's it, you know. A, you can still get better, but B, it's not, not what we hoped. But it all comes back to fear. Fear of not starting well, fear of being crap, and then fear of not winning in the Premier League because Man City have bought Erling Haaland when it's fucking pointless, so you're stressing over nothing. Yeah, I, sorry, Steve. I just think there's the if you're going to judge him as a player, maybe judge him off last season or yeah. the season before or the two games that he played against Liverpool and put us to the sword, you know, it was real, a real handful. Not maybe the 35 minutes he's played in pre-season when he's trying to get fitness and get to know his, lad, his teammates. Yeah. Just just there is a bank of evidence there that suggests he's probably quite a good player. It's, Let's not just ignore yeah. all that and check the, the, the 35 minutes of football we saw him play when he's trying to get fit. Yeah. Yeah. Changing, changing job, the, the surroundings around you, where you live, will be stressful for anybody. And it just seems like because you're a footballer and you get fucking paid loads of money, that doesn't fucking count. And I said this about Takim Inamina, the reason he struggled, and obviously it was just just before the pandemic when he did that. It's like footballers don't have like fucking feelings or you know lives behind what's yeah. kind of going on. Like fucking, he's been here fucking five minutes. I think again, I, I must have. This isn't. I'm not saying Liverpool fans are having a go on. Some might be, but again, it's it's the. I that's nonsense. I don't care about it. My thinking is, Chris. He, he might be Liverpool's number nine. He might be. He should be at some point starting games. You don't break your record transfer fee for lads being on the bench. At some point, he has to go and deliver. And if he doesn't do that, then he is a, he's a bad sign. He's failed. My worry is that this tweet of a couple of minutes, like, there's going to be more of this. Everyone's going to be on his case all the time. Look at Trent gets from opposition fans all the time, just constantly having a go at him. He's crap. He can't defend. He can't defend. And he just takes on the chin kind of thing. Maybe Darwin, again, he's a kid and he has to learn, but maybe he needs to learn. Again, he's, he's saying he's resilient, fair enough, but he's gonna, it's gonna, that's going to be tested a lot because this isn't going to come up. It's not going to go away. Anytime you have a bad game now, it's gone. Like, look at Lukaku, got, he got absolutely ripped to shreds and some of it was deserved. We we did it a little bit as well, so I got on my hands. But like, he is going to have to learn to like deal with this because it's not, it's not going to stop. No, of course, and it's something that I think younger footballers are are going to have to deal with forever now. You know, social media, you can't take it back. It's not going to ever not exist anymore. You know, someone like a Trent Alexander-Arnold, who probably believes in himself, you're looking at someone like a Trent, I think it's slightly different because you've grown up in a side and you've been thrust into the limelight yeah. and, you, and you've won everything. Like, it's easier to bat stuff away when you've literally won everything you can possibly win at about 20 years old. Um, yeah, for someone who moves into a side at 23 with a lot of, there's a different type of pressure. Um, it might be just the way that he deals with there are footballers that just constantly tweet they constantly go on and have it and won't accept it you know there are some teams that will say don't do it and all that type of stuff we'll have to find the balance of that with him you know maybe it's Jürgen Klopp putting an arm around and going look just ignore all that you're here because I want you here and yeah. don't think that Jürgen hasn't said those type of things to him before but when you when Sadio Mane left you know he did that in, uh, sorry when Gini Wijnaldum left he did that interview didn't he saying that you know the fans in the ground felt completely different to the fans online you know he, he's talked about it hasn't he over the last year where he said like you know whenever there was a Liverpool defeat they seemed to blame me they didn't realise that I played every game in the last in my last season and the length I had to go to to try and beef it for every single game but he said I always had support in the ground and this is where 
This is where, for me, it's important to always be a supporter of your football club, whether that's in the ground or online, because you don't know how and when it will affect the players that you support or you're supposed to support. I get it. If it's somebody else, you know, another team or whatever, fine, do what you want, like, you know what I mean? But if it's Liverpool fans, and I don't know whether it is because I don't look, to be quite honest with you, my life's much better for it. Um, For me, if if it's Liverpool fans, that's an issue because they're not supporters. No. They're just fans, and, and, that, and that's not what I am, and I can't relate to them. Yeah, and that's not to say you can't be critical of those players. That's not what you're saying, is it? It's like it's different. As I said, the approaching conversation of saying I don't think Nunes is a very good game, and then he's shite. Fucking get rid of him. It's two completely different things. One that he can engage with, and one one that he can't. We do it after after every game. We go, what do you think he had a good game? We go, no, not really. No, why do you not think? But well, we right. do it. We, yeah. literally, we, yeah. we literally have a show where we rate the players. Yeah, exactly. that, that's the time to do it. You can you can be critical without being an, an arsehole about yeah, it. Exactly. You can say, you know what, you shit today. And I, listen, I'm talking. Well, what, what gets interactions on social media? Yeah, just making a compilation of video and all that kind of stuff. Gareth Bear with the five pounds, thanks Gareth says, I think everyone is saying this Darwin is crap. Well, let's just wait and see. They'll be the same people who say they always believed when he hits the ground run. Yeah, and you're, you're kind of right, like you will. You'll, you get a lot of that on it, on social media for sure, and that's just the world we live in. I think some people just want to say I was right first. No, they that's, just, that they is just it. Want point, they want to point to the tweet and go, I told you so. And it, people, and there was good. people, even when Lucas got good, that couldn't, fucking forget that they hated him to begin with and so whenever he had a bad game they'd be like oh no I told you he was shit yeah but he, he didn't have a great start but then he became a club legend at a time when we weren't very good and he'd give us all for the football club and stay there 10 years but you were just waiting for a bad 30 minutes to say I told you he was shit nine years ago Kind of yeah, I think you're right. I think it, they win both ways because either the player's good and Liverpool win and they're happy or he was crap and, and, and they got to tell you. The thing is, with criticise, it's very easy to criticise and it's very, it's very easy to continue to criticise. It's very hard to stop criticising. It actually becomes who you are and that's actually really sad. If criticising is who you are, I actually feel for you because you've got nothing in your life. Yeah, It's an odd way to... to a prism of watching football, isn't it, really? Through a negative slant kind of thing. But, yeah, but we, like, I, this has been said a few times, like, there's people who fucking watch football who I fucking guarantee do not enjoy fucking watching football because it's always like, there's a mistake, I'll criticise that, and, you know, well, this happened. No, no. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> We're not freeing it up at our time, and it's like, nothing, nothing, nothing is good enough and nothing ever will be good enough for, for those people. There's always something to pick at, and again, it's fine being critical, but it's how you... How you put that across to other people? I'm sure. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Darwin, we're, we're backing you as well. All his teammates come out and support. And we'd have about a, a, a double the amount of subscribers if we decided to just call everyone knobheads all the time, frauds, and yeah. Nothing. But it's just not who we are. Yeah, that's fair enough. And like I say, each their own. Just yeah, be nice. Is the, is the general. We've got a couple of super chats to get to. Then don't really relate, but I'm going to speak about them now. Just as a couple of our, our loyal. Uh, Club legends. So we've got Trig Josh with the five. Hi, Redman. Get yourself a pet cooling mat to sleep on or sit on Jordan Heat. They work. There you go. There's a... Trig, I found myself something very similar to that last night in my bathroom because I realised that tiles are very cold, so I was, complete, I was butt naked, pressed up against the tiles, and it was fantastic. There's a mental image that I'll never, ever, ever <laughs> get out of my mind. Um... Someone please clip that up. <laughs> <laughs> If you want more of that, goodness, we are doing podcast extra later, by the way. Last week's one was mad, me, Chris and Tom. If you haven't, the, the feedback's been really good. If you haven't checked out, you should do so. Um, Tom's story about Leaky Billy might be one of the funniest yeah, things I've ever heard. Um, I've got a super chat for 25 years old from Scott Hawks. Thanks, Scott. Hope you're doing well. He said, I've got a sleepless night because I'm getting a root canal in the morning. Ah, I'll be wanting a stiff drink after. I hope all the online numpties soon see sense about Darwin. Yeah, good luck with the root canal, Scott. Thanks for supporting the show, as always. And you're right. Um, again, 
I will back Jürgen on the transfer team to get these things right. At one point, the I other... find it fucking mental. This is a conversation. Yeah, like, it's I, know, I know it's the podcast content, but I just think it's like I've been away for a week, I haven't seen any of the preseason stuff. Come back and said to the Discord group yesterday, what have I missed? And I was like, I was slagging off Darwin Nunes. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Crazy. Yeah. KJSJ in the comments says, Pajak is now putting unwanted images in my head. Or you maybe, well, maybe you should want them. Maybe you should want them. You know what else you should want? More Redmen TV content. Our Hendo 10 series, critically acclaimed, has been transformed into a podcast series featuring the dulcet tones of one Mr. James Sutton as our narrator. We went and got an actual actor to do the conver- to do the, the voiceover work for it. Just happened he's a mate of ours as well. I was well, a so, yeah. bit pissed off that I never got asked, to be honest. Was you? No. no. I, I'll be honest. We had a conversation like it can't be Paul because Paul features in in the the clip, so it can't be Paul. I was like, well, I'll do it, and and Cy and Paul went, didn't even say no. He went, let's just let's just ask James Sutton. So straight, they didn't even give me the. I was in the meeting to plan it, and it was just it was dismissed out of hand straight. So I was like, let's just ask James. You, it's you wasn't always James either. Sutton or um, John Machen, isn't it? Good voices, yeah. Good voice work, yeah. So do check this out, and we'll be right back after this quick break. Hey everyone, just want to tell you that our phenomenal, incredible, unique, world-class Jordan Henderson 10 Years A Red documentary is now available as a podcast. Three episodes. Episode one is going to be available to listen to in your native podcast and app across all good podcasting services for free. That's going to be charting his rise up the ranks at Sunderland, leading up to his move to the mighty Reds. Episodes two and three covering his rise at the Reds, playing right midfield, fighting against uh, all the odds to become an established Liverpool player and episode 3 yeah the good stuff the stuff where he shuffles his legs and lifts loads of silverware he's absolutely brilliant footballer the dressing room is a much better place with people like him and he's a wonderful footballer my captain <laughs> episodes 2 and 3 streaming exclusively on Redmen Plus head over to redmenplus.com if you check that out in video form and you want to get it on the go you can get it if you've never experienced it before get the incredible Jordan Henderson Hendo 10 Years of Red documentary in your ears right now here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There you go. Hendo 10, the podcast series streaming now on all good podcast providers and even the crap ones as well. Just search the Redmen TV on all those apps and you'll find it there completely free. There's a post on our website as well, redmenplus.com. You will find it. Honestly, go and check it out. It's really, really good. With some basically the biggest names in Liverpool Football Club's history all feature. Kenny, Gerard, Klopp. They're all in there. Jamie Carragher's on there. Trent's on there. Tons and tons of insight. Probably the best ones, actually, it might be Jordan's dad as well, and with all the stuff they went through. So yeah, do go and check it out. Very, very proud of it. The podcast is as good as the video series was. So yeah, do go and check it out. It's free, completely free. Go and find it now. Right then, let's move on to topic number two. I called it Defender Number Five just because I like Mambo Number Five, and I thought we could. Uh, uh, that, that's the, the only reason. I, Defender I didn't Number Five. One, two, three, four, five. We've we've got Joey, Joel. Virgil, Canati, so let's run through where we're at right now. Ben Davis is about to be sold. I don't think it's official yet, but he's going to Rangers. Billy Cometio has gone out with a late babe from a championship club, apparently. For for Ben Davis trying to trying to sneak that one in there worthy as well. Neil Jones reported our good friend of the show that Nat Phillips and Reese Williams both expected to leave, not to be sold on Reese loan to a championship club. The Echo reported that Sepp Vandenberg is also expected to be loaned out with inquiries from Premier League and Bundesliga, si- Bundesliga sides, Chris. So as it stands, that fifth defender, whoever it is, they're all being linked away. Is the, is the, uh, is the case to be said one of those needs to be kept, whether it's Reese or Sepp as, as, number, as the emergency? Because last season, when Virgil had that, that issue before the Champions League final, he couldn't play. We had Joe Gomez at right back. Reese Williams was on the bench for Liverpool. He did that. He was the centre half option. It, does it feel like the, the cupboard might be a little bit too bare if Nat, Reese, and Sepp all go out at, at the same time? Depends on what the sports scientists think of how Virgil and Joe Gomez have recovered from their injuries. I suppose doesn't it? I think the the main thing that I'm looking at when I look at these centre halves is. The Nat Phillips one's the most interesting because I think more than anybody, he probably deserves to move on, but he's also a homegrown player, um, which would then leave us, I believe, with six homegrown players, potentially, which means we could only register 23 in our squad for the Premier League. Now, we're lucky in that Kurt Jones, Harvey Elliott, Fabio Carvalho uh, and a couple of others are all young players and don't need to be registered, so we're probably not short of numbers. We, we went into last season's squad, I think, with 23. Uh, registered with the, the kids because you don't have to register the kids you don't have to matter. register the kids do you but uh, right now if we go down to six homegrowns I think we've currently got 15 non which means we've still got a couple of spaces if we wanted to for some foreign players essentially according to Premier League rules non-homegrown or whatever so I don't know it's a, it's a difficult one really I think seven Seven homegrowns obviously means you can get to a squad of 24 if you want to, I think, doesn't it? Because you have to have eight minimum. Um, as far as the others go, I don't really care. Like, I think Reese probably needs to move for a loan to, to see what he's going to become. I think Seth Vandenberg probably needs to move either. If it's Premier League, you're probably thinking they're looking for a sale. If it's Bundesliga, you might try and get to a team that's a little bit similar to Liverpool, which means you might be thinking of him still in the future as a Liverpool player. So where he goes actually will tell us what 
the long-term thinking for Sepp Vandenberg is probably. Um, so I don't know. It, Nat Phillips, although he probably deserves the move the most and is probably ready for a move, he's also probably your best option if the shit does hit the fan because he's the most experienced and I think you can yeah. trust him a little bit more. Feels like Liverpool are doing him a favour because he just he's been passed around everyone. I think he wants to go and play regular first team footy, which and, that's you know, fair. and he got the chance to do that at Bournemouth on, on long last season, got promotion as well. Oh, oh, the, the issue that clouds this, Ross, is that it depends on Calvin Ramsey. I think Calvin Ramsey is a, a huge factor in this. If he's good enough to be a backup right back, and Joe Gomez doesn't have to play right back ever again, then force should be fine. And then if, you know, in a break glass option, you might just use Fabinho there or use a kid there. I think Jarrell Quanza, I've, I've noted down here, played for the under 19s. He was on the bench a couple of times last season. Spares away when we had the COVID issues. Quanza was there on the bench, just played like say. He, I think he scored in the semi final the under 19s, uh, recent one that England won, but. If Gomez is your backup right back, we had this we had this issue a little bit last time where he's all, he's your backup right back, but he's also your backup centre back. He can't be both because Trent's got a niggle and Canate. He's got a niggle, and all of a sudden Joe Gomez is he's being pulled around. He's still got Milner there. Yeah, pet, yeah, but again, he's he's also covering someone else. I I think a lot of this depends how good Calvin Ramsey is. If Calvin Ramsey's good enough just to play twenty games, touch wood if Trent ever got injured. I hope it doesn't. That kind of solves this. You probably get away with four, but if he's not quite ready, you might need to keep that fifth one around because Joe's your backup right back. Possibly. I think a lot of these loans and sales, well, not the loans, but the sales will come with, like, is that they're at a peak price point where you can sell them? Nats, yeah. you're probably going to get decent money for. Do you have two only loans? But, but, but are you going to get any more from Nat Phillips if you keep him and get, let him on that next season? So, you know, to Chris's point, if they can assess it and think think we're all right, you know, I know there's loads of arguments to say that we need more plays in midfield but if you can move some of these players around you're never going to get all four centre-backs injured in one season are you so never. Be filled, yeah, that'll be, that'll be <laughs> fine yeah, that, that'll be fine um, so but I think I think there's lots of progress from from actually Liverpool's injury record from the season before last and again you know held up Matic quite a lot last season how impressive he was I know there's a lot of games of football to play but I think the five subs rule also helps with all this because you're not running plays into the ground week in week out I think you can afford to you know, kind of curb injuries as much as you can. Therefore, those those players are free, and you've got players like Milner and Ramsey. You can use them sparingly. It's not like we need you because Trent's played, you know, 180 minutes twice a week for fucking four weeks. And I think this, I think it's October. I think it's the month approach. Just, just a bit of a joke. So maybe Liverpool are riding look a little bit in terms of the the, the low numbers there. I, my preference would be to keep one of them. As a, as a break glass option, but if you're trying to say to a player, you're trying to say to Nat Phillips, like, listen, mate, it can't be him. Yeah, but I know, just for example, listen, mate, you're, you, we want you to stay, but you're only going to play if X, Y, Z fucking players are all injured and it's in a, in a Carabao Cup game. They're not really asked about. They're not going to hang around for that, are they? Sepp Van der Beek's twenty, so in theory, and it's different because he's now he's played professional footy for eighteen months. He was on pre- low two loans at Preston essentially for eighteen months, Chris. To then say to him, come back, and by the way. You're in the other 23 years again, but we'll use you sparingly. That can be a tough conversation to have. It might be one that people need to have because you need to be selfish. It could be that you say to them, right, come back, you'll be on the bench, you'll be in and around the squad for a bit, you can play all the League Cup games. That's a way to keep them sweet because, like I say, Reese Williams went out on loan and it just didn't work for him. Sepp had a good loan, Nat Phillips had a good loan as well. Loans aren't ga- loans are nothing, they're not guaranteed. Like Leighton Clarkson got called back because he wasn't getting a kick there. We saw Ben Woodburn have a couple of rubbish loans. Ryan Kent had a few before the event. So, like, loans aren't guaranteed anything. Liverpool have found a place for Sepp where Preston liked him. They wanted, they'd probably take him back tomorrow if they really wanted to do it. So, the option to, you might be able to keep Reese Williams around as that option and say to Sepp, go and have another loan where you're at a team who you're going to play, who know you're comfortable with. 
for in terms of his development, that could be better. But then Liverpool also needs to be selfish. There is a balance in that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know whether they gave up the tough conversation. Ultimately, he's a Liverpool player and he's twenty years old. You know, I think yeah. if, if I think if he wants tough shit, can't be. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. just one of them where he doesn't have. There's no player power there for Chef Vandenberg, I don't think. You know, for me, it's just about, well, if Liverpool need you, you're staying and, and tough titties, essentially. Um, I, I think that Klopp will be thinking fours probably enough, but fives makes more sense. Um, and I think, I think that as well. I think I'd rather have five, but okay, if you're going to go with four, you're going to go with four. Matip seems to have put those niggling injuries behind him, Touchwood, of course. Um Joe Gomez has had a good season last season. Virgil van Dijk's had a good season last season. And Ibu Kanate looks solid as well. So I imagine the four of them should do, plen- should do plenty of games between them. Is, I don't know, I, I, you know, I'm going to do it. Is there an argument made that Ross, that like Reese Williams might, not, might just not be good enough? Like, of course there's arguments. Because I'll be honest. Like, I know, we, again, I think... It's not fast enough to me. There's a lot, I think there's a lot where you can be improved on. And again, he's 21, he's got a whole career ahead of him. But I don't think I don't think he's at the level yet where we want to be developing him because I don't think he's close enough. I think there's a lot of work to do. He needs somewhere where he can go and play. He couldn't even get in the Swansea's team. And I understand the end of the couple of seasons ago now where him and Nafil was playing and Liverpool get Champions League footy and fair play to him. That's an iconic footy in the history of our football club with, with him and that battered and bruised walking off. But I'm, I'm reading the comments alive here as well. We saw after the, the, the friendly games were like, there's an eye to be made, actually. He just, he, even if he is number five, I wouldn't want him to be playing anyway. No, but I think you'd get nervous if he started on the team sheet and you're obviously not as comfortable if it's Van Dyke, Canate, or Gomez, or, or Ibu in there. But that's what a fifth choice is. Your fifth choice isn't supposed to be, you know, an argument for a, for a first team starter. I think he's also unfortunate the fact that because he is so young, everyone's perception of what a 21 year old should be should be a, a Trent or a, an Mbappe or the like. And if you're not, you're shit. You know, we can get better, but unfortunately, the way Liverpool play now or what we're competing for is you have to be the best. Yeah, because there's no you, time to develop. Yeah, not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't do that, unfortunately, anymore. There's been people that have been 10 years his senior that tried to play under Jurgen Klopp's side and weren't good enough because of the way, of the way our high line that we play, the way that we play, and how you have to be. It's, it's really hard for him, but he's not good enough for Liverpool. That's not to say he's crap. Just you have to be the best if you want to be yeah. a Liverpool I mean, you look, look at Ibu Kanate. He signed when he was 22 years old. You know, you don't have the same conversations around him because he was ready. That's a difference. Yeah. Like it, it can take some players longer than others, but ultimately, Liverpool are playing at a level whereby they need world-class players in every position, and to win the best trophies and challenge Manchester City for the Premier League, you're going to need world-class players all over the pitch. Twenty-one-year-olds that aren't good enough, unfortunately, aren't good enough. That's just life. I, I'm sorry. No, yeah, five, yeah. five years, ten years ago, Jeff Vandenberg would probably be third choice centre half, and we'd be happy with him. But we've moved on, and we need our backup players to have moved on. And you're, not gonna get a fifth, well. you're not going to get a fifth choice well class player. Right? That's the thing. Also, not to say that he, he can't improve. Look at the two paths in, in comparison to Ibu Canate. That Canate obviously went to Leipzig, was playing Champions League football, and the season before, Reece Williams was playing. Was it kids against the Harriers? He's not going to be. He's not going to be on the fucking same level. No, that's, that's what I'm saying in terms of quality levels. Like for me, he's not going to. He's not going to get to the level he needs at Preston. Steve. Either of them. None. None of them are. And if no. we ever think that someone going out on loan is going to get to the level we need at Preston, we're it's, wrong. Yeah, you, you can get, stone, you can get yeah. them experience and you can get them better. We're only going to find out whether they're good enough when they play in our but, side. But, yeah, but also, where was Van Dijk at 21? 
you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah Take yeah, some people longer race, than yeah, others. Okay, yeah. Absolutely right. And what I think it's fair to say, like we have, we're blessed with the four we've got. Like some clubs will take any. We've got the best four centre halves from any team in the world. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone with as better as good options as us. City are close, aren't they? Really, but depends. Yeah, even they, yeah, you're right. We are great. Let's play a little game of keep it alone then. All three of them. You've got Nat, you've got Reese, and you've got Sepp. What would you do? What would you be doing this summer, Chris? Nat, Reese, and Sepp keeps her alone, one each. I honestly don't think any of them will be, be good enough for Liverpool, and that's just an yeah, opinion yeah, yeah. based on what I've seen so far. But for this season now, I'd keep Nat, but I also recognise that he's it is time to go because I think he's the best of the three players today. Yeah. And if we need, and if we are in break glass situation, you need the best one. That's as simple as I, as my thought process is. Sell Reese, loan Sepp again, or if I change. I don't care. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. I'd, I'd keep that, but I agree to the point. I think, and we've had this conversation for the past two seasons. I think where we thought he was going to move and, and go away, that he that he would do. But I just think if you're, I don't know, playing a, a team lower down the league and you've got no defenders left, I'm, I'm all right with that. Phillips, you know what I mean? So, I'm selling. Crew turns in the fucking San Siro for fucking Slatan. I think. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think. He's I, just I, the new he, one-year yeah. contract. He's got. He's, he's got. Bit, keep that around. He's got a bit more stock, hasn't he? Whereas you know, like to Ben Davies, like he's, we obviously no evidence that he, he, he can play football for Liverpool Football Club. Reese Williams was, uh, you know, admirable in the, with him and that Phillips towards the back end of the, the season before last year and, and what they did, but. Either gone loan or, or be sold, and Seth Vandenberg is is in danger of becoming like a a Kent, a Woodburn, or a, a Wilson, where he's going to go out loan after loan after loan. But he also has to appreciate that the centre halves at twenty, you're probably still going to bulk out and get bigger and gain experience. Liverpool want to keep doing that alone. Him, I hope he has a good season, then sell him one, then fine. I think I'm sell. I, I agree with Master. I think I'll be selling that now because he wants to go and stuff. Yeah, but get a bit of money for him as well. I'd sell Reese. I don't see it. I think I've got more hope of Vandenberg being something than I have of Williams being something and also I, I'd be happy with if Seth Van der Beek's your fifth choice around and he plays a couple of cup games and he can do a job at right back as well he's done a year of Preston that's what I'd be doing but yeah it was um, that's what I would be doing Trig Josh then do you think it was a mistake not to sign the lick to partner Van Dijk when there was a discussion about it with the five pounds super chat um, no to be, is my answer because like we've got the best centre-halves in the world Basically, Dilek's good. I think he's really, he's, he's about to go to Juventus, isn't he? At, at time uh, recording, but wait, Munich, Munich. Sorry, he's going to, he's going from Juventus to Munich rather. But yeah, um, I think Canate is going to be an unbelievable. Def- he already is really good, and I think we've got a special one there. I might be wrong. I would back Canate to be better than Dilek if, if truth be told. I might be completely wrong about that because they're both really great. But I, I've got big hopes for Ibu already. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, go with that. Yeah, I, I don't think it was. I think, you know, the, the price difference between when he moved to Juventus stuff was it eighty million he moved to Juventus for at the time. You know, that's a that's another big player that Liverpool have got out the back of with, with the change from the Canate deal. Maybe yeah. Nunes, to be fair. Yeah, and he, he moved yeah, he was young because he just it was that year when Ajax done the fire side in the twenty nineteen after the uh, after they got everyone, yeah. 75 million euros he went for with an upped with annual instalments additional of 10 million so yeah he's talking like 85 million euros he went for so when was that 2019 yeah and two seasons later they're selling him that says a lot doesn't it I think the, yeah, I think, the, I think that's just buying in it I don't think he was as good as and I, I didn't watch it but I don't think he was as good as they thought he's a kid he's 19 <laughs> he wasn't yeah. that great yeah, I, I don't think it was a mistake at all too. I think I think Delic's going to be really good but I think Canati is a superstar I think, he, I think he's probably now number one 
no, number two, Virgil's always number one. But in terms of the other three, I think I think Canate now has, has got himself in the in the team, which is credit to him because Joel Matip is unbelievably good as well. Like he, him and Gomez are fantastic. Like people are blessed with the four that you've got. We are picking hairs with number five, whoever it may be. Like I say, let us know in the comments section or tweet us. Keep us alone, Nat, Reese, and Sep. Let us know that uh, in the comments section or by tweeting us, like I say. Right then, advert number two coming up. We are very, very hot. We are all going to go and fill our water bottles up while we give you some information about our upcoming Club Legend competition. See you in a second. Hey, we have got a phenomenal competition for you guys this month. It is for this absolute beauty in my hands right now. It is a Liverpool Retro 2001 UEFA Cup winners home shirt signed by Liverpool legends Emil Heskey and Jamie Carragher as well. How do you win this phenomenal prize? Well, I'm going to tell you it is very simple, very simple indeed. Head to Redmen Plus, join up at the tier of club legend and you'll be automatically entered into the prize draw for this if you're an existing subscriber at club captain level go to your account section and you can upgrade there and you will also be entered into that draw not only have we got this as a fantastic competition prize in addition to monthly fantastic competition prizes last month we gave away a liverpool goalkeeper shirt signed by the entire goalkeeping squad including Alison Becker and even coaches like Taffarel. Uh, you get a whole host of incredible Liverpool streaming content in video and in podcast form. Weekly shows getting you closer to the Reds on the pitch. Cultural features and documentaries getting you closer understanding of all the wonderful things around this magnificent football club. It's like Netflix for Liverpool fans. So yeah, head to redmenplus.com, become a club legend or upgrade to club legend and get yourself in with a chance of getting this phenomenal Emil Heskey and Jamie Carragher signed retro Liverpool shirt. All the best. There you do. There you go. Even do get involved. <laughs> there we do. I was getting distracted by you. Playing, um, there we do. 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 Rock, um, Chris and Ross were doing BMA flips in the break <laughs> after they filled their drinks up. Yeah, um, do get involved with the club legend competition. Uh, amazing prize. Jamie Carragher, my ask you, uh, 2001 UEFA Cup shirt is available now. All you got to do is head over to redmenplus.com and sign up as a club legend subscriber. Get access to all the content, but you also get bonus perks as well. Access to the Discord chat. Discount off merchandise, free merchandise, and also a place in that competition draw as well. Some amazing prizes we've given away this year. <coughs> you t- you touching with your feet again? No, I didn't. You went to stop it. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to upsell. <laughs> Carry on. Okay, are you? No, I'm getting distracted by your feet. <laughs> I've, I've got a problem. Yeah, do yeah, do go over to redmanpost.com, check it out. As like an amazing prize next month as well. We just haven't decided what it is yet, but we've got that's your job later. We have to pick a good competition prize. Yeah, um, we do. There you go, yeah, get involved, redmenplus.com. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. The content is wonderful. You can have me dirty socks. Oh, yeah, Club Legend Prize next year is, is Page X flip flops. I was reading about that this morning. There was some, um, I don't know if she was an ex actress or porn star. She was selling her dirty socks like $150 ago. Jesus Christ. The world's fucked, isn't it? The world is absolutely <laughs> fucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, shouted that many in Dubai. So, what, did we week off? So, I, 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 got a, I got a text a few a few days ago off one of my mates, and it was like, um, Twitter, uh, Facebook sponsored post, and it was like um, such and such company is paying you for sperm donations, and she going you know sperm donations they'll pay you next month ago, and he was like, "Stay that that crusty sock on the on bed must be worth about four grand." <laughs> 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 no, 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 that's it's, it's in the wash. It's fine. It's that's fine. Um, 
Speaking of Redmen Plus, did you know, Chris Pajak, that you can now sign up to Redmen Plus on Spotify? Yes. Because we set it up. Yes. So I tell the people. Yes. You can now sign up to Redmen Plus <laughs> on Spotify, yeah. So we, we, we listen to all the feedback, all you guys who use Spotify. If you signed up to Redmen Plus through the website, the normal way, and got all the video and podcast content, it wasn't available in Spotify due to how Spotify set up their, their feeds. So what we've done, we, we upload the podcast to Spotify directly now, and for the, the same price, you can go and subscribe through there. So if Spotify is your app of choice and you're desperate to get more Redmen podcast, you can sign up through Spotify, pay them, and they'll pay us, essentially. That's kind of how it works. Get involved. It is all there for you. If you just search for Redmen Plus Podcasts on Spotify, you can find it there. Subscribe with the link, and yeah, they'll automatically download right into your Spotify feed every single time we put one out. Right then, Ross, let's talk about Jude Bellingham again. I'll be honest, putting the agenda together for the podcast, thinking, what's this third topic going to be? And then Fabrizio Romano, like the hero that he is, did another YouTube video. And I'm not sure this is new news, but it's kind of confirming what everyone kind of thought was happening. So he said that Liverpool started the conversation a few weeks ago with Borussia Dortmund with an approach for Jude Bellingham. Dortmund told Liverpool that he was, quote, untouchable this summer, but Liverpool are still thinking of the player and Jürgen Klopp is obviously a big fan. And we heard Jürgen Klopp the other day, Chris, I'll come to you first, say, you know, the, the only problem with Jude Bellingham is that he's not on the market. Liverpool probably learned that by going this conversation that Fabrizio Romano was talking about. Are you holding out any hope for a Bellingham deal this summer. Yeah. I am as well. Yeah, I, <laughs> so, I can't help well, I, I can't. Why are we doing this to ourselves? I don't know, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm starting to think, even if it's not this summer, it might be January. Yeah. And then if it's not January, it'll be like summer. And that'll pre-agreement when yeah. he goes back for a year. And why not? Why not? Why yeah. can't we dream? Why can't we have hope? I mean, I love him. I want him at Liverpool. I want him to be a Liverpool player. I want to support him. And, and he's he's phenomenal. Like we, we, this is the conversation we were having about the centre halves. Sometimes they're good enough when they're young. He's nineteen, but he can yeah. walk into the team. Yeah, and he might be, he might be up there with the best that we've got already at nineteen against experienced professionals who've been there and done it. And you know, he might be a game changer for Liverpool. And why wouldn't you do everything within your powers to be able to do it? Like, I'm sure Liverpool have had transfers in the past where they've gone, he's not for sale, and they've got him, and you know. That's part of bargaining, isn't it? So why why not have that hope? Why is it likely? No, probably not. Jürgen said our business is done and that Ramsey was going to be the last sign in the summer. So the likelihood is, you know, the pre-agreement gets done and that's it. There's been talk that Man City are sniffing around them as well, which which always never bodes well in these things. That's going to happen when you're in for top players, Ross. You never if, if Jude Bellingham, but if Jude Bellingham is available, you're not going to get a clear walk to Jude Bellingham. You know what I mean? It's, 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 there's always you're going to be fighting off teams on the way. It used to be that you'd be fighting with Barcelona, Real Madrid. For some reason, Barcelona have found like a hundred million euros down the side of the couch again recently, so they might have money again. But but it's a mad thing. Barcelona, yeah, it's crazy. Right? They've, they've, well, they've just done the old. They've done the, the payday loan thing, haven't they? They've loaned half the TV rights out. They've done the Spotify deal. Like they're, they're robbing from their future generation to, to, to pay right now. Yeah, they've restructured the loan payments, haven't they? On they've done all. Basically, they found though. But in general, City are sniffing about him. You, everyone is. Every club in the world. Bayern Munich are obviously involved like somewhere. On, everyone will want you, Bellingham. You're not going to get a free run at it. That's that's just the, way, the nature of the beast right now. But Liverpool, it's, it's encouraging that they've at least... Put themselves in the conversation. They've made it known as and when Jude's available. We are, we, we are, we yeah. want to be at the front of the queue, please. Would be fucking stupid not to, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like we've, we've known this for quite a while that he's, he's been a fan of him. I, I think what will happen is there'll be an unofficial pre-agreement because what Liverpool don't want is going to go into a bidding war. 
yeah. with someone that they've identified as their number one target. And I think that's what a lot of fans' fears are of going, well, the Man City is sniffing around, then, you know, are we the type of club that will go over the odds for, for a midfielder? Probably not. We saw that this, this season with um, Shumani, I've seen. Actually, no. You can just have him. You're gonna pay out through the nose through wages and a transfer fee. Then fucking help yourselves. But well, to be well, honest, the, fl- the flip side on that, Ross, might be that there's reports that he just picks someone else, which is sound. That can happen. Yeah, that, that, can happen. But, that can happen. Sometimes. But obviously, there's obviously this evidence there of Jordan Henderson doing pictures with Jude Bellingham and certain comments with Jude Bellingham just get kind of blown out of proportion. Maybe. I, I just don't want to fall into a trap where I think it's going to happen this summer and a lot of fans will do this of going get that excited about Jude Bellingham like rehash news from Fabrizio Romano of saying Liverpool are interested in of course they are expecting it to happen and then be pissed off and disappointed when it doesn't happen going to the start of the season so just go it's not going to happen and when it does happen be fucking happy about it I'm 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 Hold out hope, but I'm not expecting it. I think that's I think that's fair to say. I would like Liverpool to go inside Jude Bellingham, but they're probably not going to is where I'm at. But going back to the conversation Jürgen had about the midfield then Chris and he says like we're happy with what we've got blah 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 but we know Liverpool have made inquiries with two top players so there's always that's always that's always the case though isn't it like, just you can be happy with what you've got but if, if you think there might be a, a top player available you still go and ask the question it doesn't mean he's, he's like saying I think we are desperate for a midfielder he, he will quite happily go in with what we've got some will agree with that some won't I personally think they should sign one but I don't think it's a disaster if they don't you, you, you can't listen to word they say when it comes to this, because Jürgen's got to manage the squad as well as any new potential transfers. You can't be saying, Alex Ox, oh yeah, we're desperate for Jude Bellingham because we're really desperate. We don't think Ox is any good because you might need Ox. But it also puts the price of a midfielder, a Liverpool midfielder, where it's fucking £10 million. More. And it puts the price down yeah. on you trying to sell because they're not going to buy Bellingham until they shift Ox or all yeah. that. You can't believe a yeah. word that they say in that regard. You know, what yeah. we do know is that they've made an inquiry which suggests that Liverpool want Jude Bellingham. Whether they get him this summer or next summer, we'll, we'll find out, or whether at all. You know what I mean? But you can't read into what Klopp says because he's got to manage the egos within his squad the, yeah, the proof's kind of in the pudding when he yeah, I, I thought he kind of give it away when he's like that player's not on the market that's, he went that's, the, that's a problem in fact that's the only problem which is basically Jürgen saying mate he's boss but they don't want to sell him like what can I do kind of thing it's like it's like other clubs trying to get Mo Salah off us my god Mo Salah's brilliant but my Liverpool aren't going to sell him the, the, the flip side is Dortmund are known to be a selling club, but they are they drive a hard bargain. It took Man United a long time to get Jaden Sancho to Dortmund. That transfer was happening for we knew it was happening at some point. They got the price up and up and up and up and up. And then <laughs> Sancho came off the best season of his career and all of a sudden the price is is up there. That's the thing. If you can't do a deal now, Ross, all evidence suggests that Jaden Sancho sorry, that, that Jude Bellingham is gonna have another great season and the price next season is just gonna be higher. It's not gonna be cheaper. Yeah. I think it's slightly different in the sense of I think Man United love a transfer saga, by the way. So I'd, I'd discount Jay and Sancho through that because they're doing the same thing this season with Frankie de Jong, but the Willie won't need bollocks, and it, that's just that's just them. The other difference is they just sold Haaland, so they are a selling club, but it's unlikely that they'll sell two of the biggest stars yeah. in the same summer. But to argue that point, the amount that they spent this summer and the amount of players that they brought in is a lot. So whether they're trying to counteract the, the conversation that we just had there, actually, well, we'll spend first, we'll get our squad together, we'll buy who we want, then we'll sell Jude Bellingham because because we can do. Because if you sell Jude Bellingham for £100 million and then Dortmund goes shopping for a midfielder, we'll go, you just got £100 million for that fellow there. You know, fucking cough up. You, you know, yeah, you're yeah. desperate to try and replace him. So, And they might have that now with the Haaland stuff, trying to go for a forward, or they might have done, sorry, this summer. So 
et skridt, der bruger sig en Dortmunds kår, tror jeg sagtens. John, I'll make a good point here in the, in the, in the YouTube chat. He says, you know, we're probably not getting, not, we aren't getting an hour, but we just have to make sure we're front of the queue. And I think that's that's probably where we're all right. Liverpool need to make sure that when Jude Bellingham is available and at some point he leaves he leaves Dortmund. We had um, Rafa Honigstein on Expert Insights a couple of weeks ago. Now we're speaking to Paul and he basically said... Um, he will go at some point. It could be three years. It could be one year. Who knows? But he will leave. He's not going to be a Dort- he's not going to be Dortmund's version of Steven Gerrard, where he's there for twenty years. He will come back to England at some point. Liverpool need to put the groundwork in now to make sure when he is available, Chris, they're at the front. He did it with Virgil. You know, they tap them up basically, and not not not, not allowed to do, but everyone does it. There needs to be every, you know, phone calls or little texts to Jude Bellingham, which we know goes on. The day that Dortmund go, yeah, you can go now. Right, we're, we're there with the money. The money's ready. The, the, you've, your personal terms are pretty much boxed off. The player says, don't do a bit more. I want to go to Liverpool. That's probably the way Liverpool, that's probably the way Liverpool are doing now, you would think. Yeah, I think that's right. I think by all accounts and, you know, the rumours on WhatsApp and Twitter and everything that are flying around is that, you know, he doesn't want to piss Dortmund off because they've been good to him. And that, and that, for me, if that's the truth, that's a good thing. Yeah, you know, you want someone to be loyal to a club that's been loyal to them and that's helped his development and given him an opportunity to become a leader in that side. I think part of Dortmund's problem last season was that the experienced people were actually looking to the likes of Jude Bellingham and Erling Haaland as the leaders of the side. You know, at very young age, you know, the lead, the, the you want the leaders to be 28, 29, 30, but they weren't performing, they weren't being good enough, and it fell to the likes of Jude Bellingham and Erling Haaland to be the leaders. That proves that he's got what it takes at a very, very young age to be a leader which is probably something Liverpool wants as well as his footballing ability. So, But then you, to be that sort of leader, you've got to be faithful to this club and you don't want him throwing the, the you know the baby out with the bathwater type of thing. If he likes Dortmund and he respects them, that's a really good thing. It's a good it's a good trait to have as a footballer, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we don't know what's going on. We'd be guessing, but it could be a case of Liverpool want me. Yeah, we're not selling you, sound. Okay, so I'll, that's fine, but next year maybe. That happens all the time. We know that happens. Jack Grealish essentially did that with with Aston Villa, didn't he? Put a new contract down, but he made sure he had that release clause in it so that he could get out of there if he needed to. Like these conversations, football transfers are murky, Ross. But you can get your you can get what you want. Just. Everyone's got, everyone's got a price, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. The price Listen, if Liverpool went in, where there's 150 million quid, Dortmund would tell them tomorrow. Yeah, of course. Cool, and they just would. They also don't want an unhappy player, which, to Chris's point, I think is a really good character of, of Jude Bellingham, the fact that he doesn't want to do that. I also think it's quite good to the fact that he was so young, went abroad and thought, actually, I want to go and apply me In the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so fair, fair play to him. I think it's really encouraging that Liverpool are having these conversations because I think it's nice to be wanted. Liverpool go, are going to him and Jürgen Klopp's going to him. Jürgen Klopp signed a new contract. Mo Salah signed a new contract. All these players are staying or playing to the mind of Jude Bellingham going, well, what is my future if he do go to Liverpool? If we were still 50-50 on Salah and we were still 50-50 on Jürgen Klopp, is the conversation as easy for Jude Bellingham? We're going, well, if we go there for five years, what's, what's that going to look like? Do you know what I mean? Whereas these players are staying... I think it's he's and he massively respects Henderson, and Henderson might have a part to play in the transfer of Drew Bellingham as well, with the you know the hookups on England and stuff like that, yeah. and just getting in his ear and making sure that he's heard and knows all about happen. Liverpool. What it does happen? Stephen Gerrard spoke. He spoke with Gary Neville started tapping him up for Man United, knocked on his hotel. Was like Jonathan Sanford and Gerrard give him the, the quick elbow. But yeah, you forget about Drew Bellingham. He's nineteen. He turns twenty in ten days' time. No, sorry, he's ju- I'm, I'm lying. He's just turned 19, 29th of June. Rather, um, he's a, he is a, he is a kid. He goes there at Dortmund for four. Years and move at 24. Like he's got so much time ahead of him, he's in no rush. And that's the that's the thing. That's yeah. Some bad baths, that by the way. I th- I thought it said July. No, but you just after that you went, he's just turned 19. He could stay at Dortmund for four years and leave at 24. Sorry, five years and 24. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Do you know what I wouldn't like? That was some terrible. It was, I, yeah, it was. It was great. That's why, yeah, that's why me and not, not doing a countdown. But yeah, that, that's the thing, Ross. Is that he's in no rush. He doesn't have to push this. This isn't like no, he, this isn't a twenty-seven-year-old player going home. Wilfred Zaha when he was desperate to go to Arsenal, he was doing all he could take. But Palace were like, "You're not going. You're not going." And he put he put up a hasty fit, and he was, that was his big move. That's that's gone now. Wilfred Zaha probably retires at Crystal Palace because he's missed the boat. Drew Bellingham, he's, again, he's a kid. He's got so much time. He doesn't need to piss Dortmund off. He's, he could move. He could have three more clubs in his career. He's, he's that young. He's, he's in no rush whatsoever. We're just we're just so desperate to get him. Yeah. That's the thing. He's not in a rush, but everyone else in Europe is. You know, I think there's rumours Real Madrid, but not, you know, interested as well. Of course, they are because one of the best clubs in the world. He's going to be one of the best players. You want that asset at your football club. So it's you know it's 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 up to him. It's up to Dortmund. If they don't want to sell, then fair enough. If Dortmund prefer a bidding war next season, then that's fine. I would prefer a pre-contract, a pre-agreement, unofficial, because I, I think part of the criticism that Naby's getting is because there was so much hype for a year before he even arrived at Liverpool Football Club, and I don't, I I wouldn't wish that on on anyone else. Therefore, he's, he's had you know good and bad performances under Liverpool, but we spent a whole year going. Oh, we've got him. Spent a whole year watching like, highlights when he scored a goal, whatever else. And I know that's what some people are doing now, but it'll be so intense for a year. And then when he comes, the pressure is so high for him, which will be anyway. But I just, I'd rather like they discuss it behind closed doors and it's nothing gets said until next year. Yeah, I don't think we're going to sign him, but until the transfer window closes, I am living in hope. But I think that's hope, not expectation. If it doesn't happen, I don't think it's a disaster. I've seen the conversation like if Liverpool don't sign him in field, they can't win stuff. I disagree with that completely. I think it'd be nice to have one because I do think there's, there's question marks. But yeah, I'm. I will hold out hope rather than expectation. I think that's fair to say. Right then, guys, I start wrapping up. Um, doing podcast extra later. If you haven't checked out podcast extra before, it's essentially the stuff that people ask us that we're not allowed to answer on YouTube, essentially, because we might get cancelled. Um, like like Leaky Billy's story or my story of how I yeah, embarrassed myself at a, at a baths. <laughs> or Chris telling us about the worst 80s ever had, which was pretty embarrassing, to be fair, as well. Yeah, if you want to check that out, streams on Redmen Plus. God, that's terrible. It's a red, yeah, it was really bad. Redmenplus.com. Sign up and give you podcast extra. It's essentially... Do some some footy chat in there, if I'm honest, but a lot of it is just us just revealing the real us and how pathetic we've been in our, in our past lives. So, yeah, head on over to redmenplus.com. Like I say, if you sign up as a club legend, you will get access to that Discord chat as well we've been referencing throughout the show and also entry into the signed shirts competition. Carragher and Heskey UEFA Cup 2001 winner shirt is there for you right now. Guys, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you both here with me. Thank all you guys for watching or listening wherever you are in the world. Stay safe. Enjoy the sun. Etc. Etc. We are off to go and stand outside. It is very, very hot in here. Catch us all later. <laughs>